We're live. Good morning. For the first time in over a year and a half almost. I've been asking you to do this like once a week and you keep putting me off, bro. I know. Life happens, man. There's a lot of stuff going on the past year or so. But we're getting it figured out. You know, new jobs, stuff like that. Shifting around. Yeah. Balancing life. Topic of levels. I was always lucky enough to have Jeff to whenever we were playing music. Mm-hmm. He would handle all that. Like, I never had to mess with the four track or any of that. This part of it is really not that bad. It, it, I got Matt to help me out with it because he's a lot more computer savvy than I am. But once we just started doing and actually, this is not the setup I wanted originally. I showed Whitney another one and she bought this one. This one's actually perfect because it goes anywhere you mm-hmm. want to go. So it worked out better. I was always more technically proficient with the software side of it, but as far as getting the levels right on the hardware where your sound coming in and making sure what you're playing is not too hot going into the recording device, like that's it's all Greek to me. Yeah. It's just it just takes time. You gotta mess with it. Patience part of it too, I guess. Maybe. I don't know, you're a patient guy. I would say. I don't think anybody's ever accused me of being patient. Depends on the situation. <laughs> You've been friends with me this long, so you're pretty patient when it comes to friendship. Well, the same could be I think that's a two-way street as far as mutual patience is concerned. True. See, what's it go back? I was probably 14 when we met, maybe? You weren't driving. I was, I and, think. Yeah, so that'd be no. right. You're two years older than me, right? I just turned 39. I'm 37, so there you go. Yeah. You were 16, I was 14. So, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Met through your uh, your wonderful, wonderful cousin. Those kinfolk out there. Yeah. Is the commute, do you like the commute to your new job better? I do. Is it any shorter, like, at the end of the day, or is it about the same? I'm still getting home at the same time because I work 7.35 instead of 8 to 5, but it's only a 25-minute drive from my home to there. So so you're technically you're working more hours, but you're getting home at the same time. So Yeah, and really I don't have to stay till 5.30. I could really leave at 5, but being coming in as the manager and everything, I kind of want to lead by example and not just dump out early right. on everybody and make sure someone out there needs something, I'm there to take care of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you're so. doing pretty much the same thing you were doing at the other place. Pretty much, but I actually have the title this time. I, I pretty much run things where I was at, but I didn't have the title. My manager was still there. He just physical situate disabilities kept him from being able to do everything. Mm-hmm. So he done a lot more of the paperwork side where I done the groundwork. So So you have more autonomy, more or less. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I tell Hannah that there's no way that I could work as a bartender talking about autonomy like if i lost my temper like i'd be fired immediately i've worked if i worked at a restaurant dealing with people is hard and dealing with drunk people is even worse i think dealing with the public in general is underappreciated oh yeah from the people that work like the people that do it every day it man because in my line of work, someone comes in, they're already mad because their vehicle's messed up. Or yeah, they're, they're in a bad mood anyway. So they come in mad at me, and it's like, if you take a more calm approach, you're probably going to get a lot better help. Because you come in mad and pissed off, my ability to help you is going to get 
smaller and smaller. I think that goes back to patience or lack thereof. It's like yeah. if you're coming into the situation hot, like, you know, you can throw patience out the window. Yeah. And just working with the public anytime I go anywhere to eat or, you know, getting help somewhere has helped me be more patient mm-hmm. until it's to a certain point. Like, oh, wait, okay now. Oh, for sure. Like, as a, I mean, I can't remember how I used to act when we would go out, but now I'm conscious of being respectful to where there be, you know, you know, somebody serving or even at the grocery store, just like a, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, when you walk up to the line, like that makes everybody's mood a lot better. Just acknowledge them. It does. It does. It's like it I'll, a long way. I will people watch in the grocery store and like, it's like, you don't think these kinds of people are really out here, but they are. <laughs> like you're behind one of them. I think social media and text messages make stuff even more awkward. Or you, like you said, the, hey, how are you being appreciated more is because there's no actual human connection much anymore no and like you don't even have to go overboard when you you know if you're in that situation just literally just acknowledge their existence and you know don't smile at them like weirdly but like hey how are you you know nod your head yeah or a simple thank you at the drive-thru when mm-hmm. somebody goes hey pull to the window you thank you somebody not always but for the most part it goes a long way and you get better service somebody mentioned uh the quote-unquote lack of new service at the mcdonald's over here but anytime i've been over there you know to get my monthly vice of double cheeseburgers yeah um they've been super nice to me yeah you know so you like get say this it's almost so. like you get what you pay for you know it, we're it not is. talking currency but like it it is it goes a long way so you're still riding bikes Join that? Not enough, but I'm trying to get back at it. At 39, it's important to... I want to go into my 40s in the best shape that I can to avoid, you know, any multitude of what we were talking about earlier, like, you know, your sugar's high. Yeah. You know, it helps with problems like that. It does. It really does. What? There's, there's so many advancements now, and I think even with, with humans, we've evolved to where you, you look at somebody... Yeah, like our parents or grand look at our grandparents would be a better way to look at it. When they were forty, they looked way older than we oh, do for now. sure. And that just goes probably genetics and you know. Because I knew all of my grandparents and almost all of my great grandparents. Mm-hmm. And looking back through their pictures, you know, I'll ask mom. I was like, "How old was so and so at this age?" She was forty-five. I was like, "Damn, there's no way she looks 60. Mm-mm, exactly. Yeah, yep. Well, then the problem with the bike is, like, it's supposed to be fun, but then you treat it like it's a a means to an end to stay in shape, then it becomes a chore. So. Well, that goes to your mindset when you get on it. I don't know. It depends on the day. Like, you have to make sure that it stays fun. Like, don't be so rigid in your schedule or so yeah. rigid in your exercise plan that it doesn't become fun or it stops becoming fun. So how did, how did this all start? I know we had this conversation, but I can't remember. I just remember uh, by the blue, there was a bike and then it just turned into what it has now to where it's a, I think that I was always interested in BMX when I was younger, but I'm too tall. So I fall over a lot, but I think the 
where it all started as an adult was in Colorado in 2006. Mm-hmm. We did a, me and the family were up there and we rented a bunch of mountain bikes and they would bus you up to the top of this canyon. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 26 mile ride back. But it was at like a two degree deviation. Yeah. Like in elevation, like you're going down the whole time. So you think you've done something incredible. He's like, I just biked 26 miles. You know, first time out of the reality, you yeah, you, have, you haven't done anything. So when I got back, I was like, I have to buy a bike. I'm a natural. And then, you know, I went to Oak Mountain when nobody was there. And two miles, I was completely gassed. <laughs> so it's part of it was pride. And was like, oh, I can do better than that. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, it's stress reliever too. It's a stress probably. reliever. It's good exercise. Puts you in a better frame of mind as far as going back to when you were a kid and you weren't worried about anything. You're just like, I'm just here to ride bikes. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about the day-to-day grind. No, you just... weren't worried about anything. That's probably the hardest thing for me getting older is balancing life. Like you got you got a nine to five, you gotta have it because you gotta pay bills, and then you come home. I need to be a husband. I need to be a, a father. A father, yeah. and that's me putting pressure on myself. But it's like, how do you delegate your time evenly to all these things? For sure. And even with work, you hear people all oh, be a robot, go in there do your job, come home. It, it, it's not always like that. You can't. No. Because you're not a robot. It'd be different. Maybe if you're working on an assembly line or something, you're doing. Every day, that's the same repetition every day. But it's something like what I do. You actually have to go in there and keep up with things and like make sure other people are taken care of. So, well, it goes back to working with the public because I do the same thing. It's I kind of have the same mindset, and I then none of this is a complaint because I'm super blessed. Like I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at. Yeah, but having a way to like shut your brain off for a couple hours a few times a week really makes a difference oh yeah and i i'm in that situation now and that's why i'm glad to get back to doing this like i really enjoy this and it's like one of my biggest stress relievers of things i enjoy to do is cooking and it's not just for the eating part of it yeah it's great hey it tastes great but for me cooking and especially barbecue is almost like a science to me and it's a stress reliever it gives me something for my mind to focus on instead of everything else that i'm my mind would be worrying about if I wasn't doing something else. Well, it's like a functional hobby. Yeah. Like you, it's, you know, there's layers and techniques and stuff to learn, but you're also eating good. Yeah. And then when I see somebody else, they eat here, they tell me, dude, that's some of the best I've ever, you know, eaten or whatever. You know, it makes you feel good at the end of the day too. Right. So I think, I think going back to what you said as being a kid, when you didn't have to worry about that type of thing is when you get older, you have so many things to worry about, but you don't have that release. And some people never find what theirs are, and that's why some people struggle. I feel mentally worse than others. Some some of it's probably genetics and just oh, sure. how you're built for sure. Environmental factors, genetics, like. But for know. me, if I if I have something to do or if I'm staying busy, I'm fine. It's when I'm sitting down with nothing to do and my mind's just going is when I get in trouble. You'll have to ask my fiance. And not not necessarily just downtime not just I- <laughs> yeah not just depression, but just anxiety because my mind will not shut off. It's like I could be doing this, or man, I need to get started doing that. Are we ever going to do? 
it, it just it won't shut off. Hannah will be the first one to tell you if I'm sitting still, I'm probably in a bad mood. Like I could say that. I've I've been, so been not, there for some of those moments. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's the idle hands scenario, but like I'm not happy if I'm not you know, working on something. Yeah. And for me, if I'm sitting down watching a TV show or a movie, it's got to be something I'm dialed into. Like, it's got to pull my interest from... If not, I'm just kind of like everybody. Yeah. On your phone, and for me, it's not just looking... I don't do TikTok, all that shit, but just looking through certain things. If there was a better way to communicate with some of the... And I'm not going to even call them... I'll call them friends. Acquaintances. People that you interact with, like... Yeah. For work, recreation, whatever. You know, I don't have any people's phone numbers. Like, that's just not a thing anymore. So, like, if there was a way to communicate with my peer group without, you know, the blue, Having the phone. Yeah, the blue app and the yeah. gram, like, I would delete those hands down. Because all it is is, at this point, is a distraction and it's engineered to keep you scrolling. Yeah, So, is. you know, some people are going to be showing you bad content. Or content that stresses you out, rather. Yeah. Or divisive political content. What's worse is it's showing content that you like. Because you're going to sit there and say, oh, look at that bicycle. Oh, look what... Co-. Like, you were going for hours. You could have went on a bike ride Very in the true. time that you have spent, you know, with your phone in your hand. And I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of that, because I certainly am. But going back, like, how do you maintain connection with people that easily? Because it is good. It makes keeping in touch with people yeah, exponentially more easy. Yeah. Cause I can send you some stupid meme or a picture that only you would get yeah. in 0.5 seconds versus if I had to call you or send you a text and describe whatever I'm looking like it's instantaneous. Yeah. So that aspect of it is good, but you know, and it's good uh, for me, uh, my family's not the closest in the world, not to say that we don't care about each other, but for me, I can look and go, oh, you know, my cousin's got kids. They're a doing bunch okay. of them. I can see, you know, oh, I'm glad to see that and like the picture, just send them a message, hey, I'm glad you and your family's doing well. well because I mean, without that, I wouldn't know. Well, I think it comes out either geographically close or, you know, friendship-wise close. Like, yeah. it's handy for that. It and, is. And to just delete the, you know, to go offline completely, you know, it's mm. not quite as easy. You know, everybody says, well, just go offline, just delete. It's like, well. Yeah. And when you're so used to just picking it up, when you don't have anything to do, if you're sitting at the doctor's office, like, well, it buys your time. So, and you can attest to this. Like, then you'll actually have to call someone. And how often do I answer a phone call? Not very often. <laughs> Honestly, out of... All my friends, nobody, are the people that I keep in touch with. Like, the only one that's going to actually pick up the phone most of the time when you call him is Drew. And that's just because he's, he's an old man at heart. He's, he's, yeah. he's in the, he's old hermit, the easy but, chair. Yeah. But, like, if I call you, 50-50 shot. If I call Justin, 20-80. Well, if last, I call Matt, 60-40. Well, and Campbell's the same way. The last time you called me, I... That day, I'd went to McDonald's for my monthly vice, and it put me in a bind. So, I was well, like, I, when you didn't, when you don't answer, I'm like, he's probably riding. That's where my mind goes. Ninety percent of the time, yes. So, 
don't hold it against you anyway. And I don't like to sit there and have paragraph long text messages, and I'm not big on talking on the phone for a very long time. I like to sit down face to face if we're talking. Depends on what company it is. Well, yeah. I have friends. I don't know. I do. I guess I do like sitting down with everybody, but there's just not enough hours in the day. Like to go out of your way and do it sometimes becomes a hassle. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like because, like you said earlier, like your commute, like you're still getting home at you know. Yeah. Tradition, to me, traditionally, to me, you know, you clock out. You're like, oh, at five o'clock, I'm free. No, I'm not free until six thirty. Like, if true. I leave the job at five, like it's six thirty, approaching seven before yeah. I'm able to do anything. And it's like, hey, you want to come hang out? Well, that little ride to work or that little ride on the way home is almost like a little bit of escape for me in the mornings. I'm usually listening to podcasts unless I'm just sleepy. Then I'm going to put something on that's going to try and wake me up or amp me up. But usually in the morning, I like to listen to podcasts because it kind of pulls me in and gets gets my brain firing, mm-hmm. you know, before I get to work. Then on the way home, I'm usually going to listen to music because it's, you know, unwinding from the day, winding me back down. So, so it's kind of close of a... I used to treat my commute that way or think about it that way, but now... I'm not going to say it's time wasted, but like, man, I could be doing this right now, you know, riding bikes, hanging out with Eli, you know, doing something. But again, I'm not complaining because I'm pretty, I'm fortunate to be where I am at my age. True. And have, you know, the athletic ability to go out and ride a bike for 30, 40, 50 miles. I'd like to go try and do it with you some, too. If I could just get my back to act right, man, like from day to day, it, you never know what it's going to Like today, it's it's pretty pretty rough. Like get just getting off the lawnmower to open the gate to go in the back, not jumping, but you know how you get off something, it's kind of like a, a jump. Like if you dismount the wrong down, way, it twists. It yeah. sucks. Well, that's, well, legs, that the running, everything hurts. Isn't that the running joke? It's like when you're in your 20s, like, oh, my back hurts. What happened? I fell out of a tree. Yeah. So you wake up and be like, man, my knees are sore. Well, they see, hurt. What happened? What'd you do? I went to bed last night. I woke up <laughs> I woke up yesterday and it got out of bed and I was just stiff. I was like, what the hell is going on? You know? You slept five minutes and, too and, long. And then I look and I got missed calls and text messages from one of the guys I work with and we ride together some and I'm like I told him when I get to work, I was like, dude, if I ever get older, I'm not fucking getting life alert. I'm just have you on standby because shit, I was like you know, out of for 20, 30 minutes, you're like, hey, you all right? Phone call, miss, phone call, miss, text, hey, question mark. Are you alive? Yeah. I am fine. No, you should come ride, but that is a, a concern. At least for me, like most of the time, it's my hip or my lower back is what. It's because a lot of people complain that it's their knees or whatever. It's like money's hurt, but not in the way that like. No. If my hip gets stiff or I've got like a a tendon or something that's tight. Yeah. That's way worse than, than knee pain. I, I've got one knee that gives me issues from time to time and it was I heard it playing basketball and probably tore a meniscus, something small, and never had it looked at, so it constantly clicks, but it doesn't hurt. But there's always clicking in it. But every now and then it gives me trouble. But man, my back issue started last year around march and the way it started we were leaving to go to the beach 
and my mother-in-law pulls up in the driveway and I asked her, I said, hey, can you can you move so I can pull the car right here by the carport so it would be in here while we're gone so it looks like someone's here. So I'm getting in the car, and as she pulls up, I had to step back out and, like, pivot my left foot out of the car to lean over to tell her, hey, will you move? And when i done that, something shifted, and ever since, it's not been right. Now, I can go to the chiropractor, and he helps a lot. And Is this guy down here good? Because I'm... Dr. Norris is is let me say this he's good he helped me with my shoulder tremendously because i haven't had trouble out of it a long time and i kept going to him and he finally got it right and it was to the point to where he'd get my neck give me so headaches. he's pretty top notch he done great no this is what i'm saying when he messed with my back he didn't do anything and dr norris no offense doc if you ever listen to this probably not but he's a smaller guy and i'm not the smallest in the world to move around i might be short but i'm wide He's never done nothing. Well, the new guy down there. We're like, talking about like manual therapy when they yeah. pull on something and yeah. it shifts. And he never was able to get anything to work. Well, the other guy down here, his name's Watson Fondren, I think. Anyway, he's your size. He's a decent-sized dude. And I, was, I went down there when I, it was just terrible. Her, I was in pain, like inflammation medicine, pain medicine. Nothing was doing anything. So I went down there, and he was the first person that's ever – Crack me like that. So I went back to him like three consecutive days and was like, and he's helped me tremendously. So I mean, like the establishment as a whole is top Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good, yeah. Because you're not the first person that suggested that I go down there because I was going to a physical therapy place that was one of the sponsors for the I think local they, bike shop. Yeah. And they've like, they can't do anything with me. I'm and they, like, they do cupping and everything down there now. I've never. They got a decompression table. It works really well, too. I never I like looked it. into that. I did get some compression boots. So the, the ones that... Um, they're... I forget the brand. There's two big brands, but this is the brand with the green. They go up to your knees. Mm-mm, they go up to your top of your thighs. So they're like... Or, you know, right below your hips. And they work really well. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of... I was skeptical about them. You know, they're not cheap. They're not super expensive, but like for what they just like, oh, that's... It was like three, four hundred bucks. Uh, a little more than that. They're like seven, eight. But, but at the end of the day, if it helps, it's well worth well, it. Well, Hannah got me a cheaper pair, and they, they work really well. Yeah. But it's isolated. It's just your calf and just your thigh. These things, like you slip them on, yeah. and they inflate, and it really... Well, there's things out there like that. that like, I got an inversion table, and it helps, too. Because it's almost my- like on the topic of inversion, like, because you're, you're getting stretched, right? hmm So when you put the inflatable boots on, like, not only is your muscle is squeezing the lactic acid out of your muscle, you know, if you're sore from biking yeah. or whatever, but it's actually making your – it's pulling your leg longer because of the compression. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, you know, giving your knee joint some space to get that fluid back in there, giving – you know, it's – compressing your ankle where it pulls your you know it lets that uh synovial fluid back in there so they work really well yeah i've seen good reviews on a lot of athletes fighters and all that they're the first people i saw using them so i got the bundle so i got the boots the hip that's supposed to be lower back in the arms Mm -hmm. but it, it does fuck all for the lower back it doesn't really work that well yeah well, the the next step for me is the the machine called the Dex Two. Is is just for lower back, 
and what it is is when you get in it you lean over and it hooks your legs but when it pulls it's pulling at your waist instead of your knees and your ankles like an inversion table mm-hmm. and you're you can also do uh like like you lean down and come back up i don't know what that would be like a reverse of a sit-up yeah and it's supposed to strengthen your core and everything and it has great reviews and but the machine's like 500 bucks. And I mean, it looks like a simple machine. So I'm trying to wrap my head around spending 500 bucks. Do it. But Do it. every review I've seen, the if people, you use it every day for at least five to 10 minutes, the amount say, of people that saver. are dependent on, and I'm not knocking medication because I've got asthma. You know, I take stuff for that. But like, if there is a non chemical way yeah. to treat an injury, I'll be the first one to get that snake oil. Yeah, or oh, well, you know, fake shit, whatever you want to call. It. Like I'll, I'll try it. Sure, I've I've got medicine for inflammation. Then I also have medicine for pain, but it's tramadol. It's not like a. I mean, I think there's small narcotic in it. It's a controlled deal. Damn it all. Yeah, <laughs> and all it does is take the edge off because I don't want something that's going to numb me to the point to where I'm a zombie. Because I still want to listen to my body to know, like for sure. Oh, I need to stop. But if you're on something that's just got you completely numb, your body's you're pissed think, off for a reason, and you have to. You exactly. You need the, to listen. The not the symptom, but the cause. Like people that get pain blocks. Oh man, I do fine for six months. Yeah, but it's because you can't feel anything, and you're doing more damage to yourself thinking you're okay. What but was that in one? Reality, you're what was not. that one football show? That the actual football show that I watched that one time. That guy was getting cortisol in her, in his knee, and he wasn't telling anybody so he could keep playing. He's an NFL guy. NFL. Guy. It wasn't. It's not the show with the Rock. That's ballers. Yeah, ballers. It's, it's not that one. It was before that. I think it was on FX. I can't remember a football. I don't know why I was so caught up in this because normally I don't give a shit about football. Yeah, but this guy, this one guy story art, like he was getting cortisol directly behind his kneecap, and he wasn't telling anybody, so he'd keep playing. But then, like he'd limp and lock him. Like, what's wrong, man? He's like, that's fine. You know, because mm-hmm. he was covering it up. Yeah. So there's a lot of athletes that don't. don't like, uh, what's his name? They called him Megatron. I can't think of his actual name right now. Played at Georgia Tech. Anyway, one of the best wide receivers of our generation. He quit playing simply because he said, I'm not going out there. And they just shoot me up, throw a pill in my mouth, and say, keep going. Keep going. Like, I wanted to heal my body, and that ain't how it works. It's a business. You're getting on that field. Did you listen to, uh, is that Andy Stumpf? The latest podcast on Joe? No, I haven't seen it. I'm still he was stuck talking on about like the the toll that fighting takes on your body. Yeah. Joe, Joe was talking about some. I mean, this guy's not holding any championships, but he's like 55. He's still in there fighting. Like he's been fighting since like 2002. There's a lot. And of- he's still in there. It's like what? Like I hope that you know when you get home at the end of the day that you're able to enjoy. You know the yeah. latter years of your life and you're not just constantly in pain. So that's people, why I don't really. Some people's built different, man. Some can do it for that long. Some can't. That's why I don't really find myself doing a lot of crazy mountain biking like I used to do. Yeah. I just don't bounce back. I've broken all the arms. I don't want to break. I mean, look at, uh, look at, look at Rick Flair. The dude's in his 70s. He said he lives with no pain. He's never been on pain medicine like most people in his profession. Now, he drinks 24-7, so that's probably covering up. But, you know, most people of his generation. Those old cats are built different, man. 
Some of them are. They got they they're from a different stock, I think. Uh, it's got to be something. I mean, the dude got electrocuted. He almost died in a plane crash, and then he had like multiple organ failure a couple of years yeah. ago, and he comes back. And now he's just drinking and smoking and yep. living life. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna open up a weed business. It's like, didn't you just break your back for the seventh time? Like, yeah, it's fine now though. Yeah, I'm what? good. Here I am, eat too much ice cream during the week. Hey, you need to cut that down. Your sugars are getting higher. Well, you know, my doctor checked all my levels last time I went. He was like, yeah, your sugars. How much are you drinking? It's like, mm, you know, probably too much. But then you look at guys like Ric Flair, who's just, you know, parties 24-7. I was like, well, how does that work? But he still does work out, like, almost every day, even in his 70s. And they said that was one thing about him. And probably what kept him – to be where he is today, stay up all night, get two hours of sleep, but he was the first one in the gym and the last one to leave every day. All right, well, then, Zach Wilde, how has he aged so quickly and Ric Flair's doing as well as he is at twice his age? Maybe not twice his age. How old do you think Zach is, 50s? He's in his 50s. With Zach, I would probably say genetics, honestly. Just, because it's, it's, well, it was a blood clot, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was blood clot Was issues. in his leg? Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm sure the drinking all the years and everything didn't help it help with it either. But still, I mean, that's like me. I've had high blood pressure since I was 13 years old or 12, whatever it was. And there, no matter what I do, it's just there. That's just what I got. You know, I can't get rid of that part of it. So, so definitely genetics play a part of all that. My blood pressure is high, but I think mine is like mental stress like i'm just wired that way maybe could be well too you got to think the 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 blood pressure chart back in the day was like 120 over 80 was normal but who's normal right like where where, where, where do you get that chart from the same way with like how they're looking at everything now just because the fda tells you all this does that really mean that's for everybody no no don't even get me started on that well you know how that goes that's like you have all these bans on cigarettes and vaping and all that. And, yeah, that's probably not the best thing in the world for you. But look at all this other stuff like candy and all this sugar-based Sh- stuff yeah, that's pushed. For sure. That's just as bad for you. Well, look at the food pyramid. You're supposed to have 15 servings of bread or, you know, pasta, carbs a day. I'm all for it. Yeah. It sounds delicious. But I don't think – I'm not sure how healthy that is. And the same – you know, everybody was talking about the – how detrimental eating red meat on a regular basis was back in the day. And we know that's a lie now. Well, too much of anything is a bad thing. But like, if you're going to tell me that having a steak twice, like a lean steak twice a week is bad, like it's no worse than the popcorn you get at the theater or, you know, some frozen dinner that's got all sort of preservatives in it. I'll take like, I'll take the steak. If both of them are bad for you, I'll take the steak hands down. Exactly. But it's all built to what they want. Well, it's half of it's based on outdated information, and then the other half is what they want. Like, what's the what's the most readily available available food resource that you could feed a population of people? Wheat, you know. Yeah. So have ten servings of that a day. Just you know, let that be the majority of your diet. That's and the I've cheapest, done- most economical way for the consumer. And the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
the establishment to maintain food mm-hmm. production. So, I've I've done the carnivore deal for almost a month. I'm not saying don't eat veggies. Yeah. I'm not. No, I, I I still like my veggies too. But like I did it, and I felt way better than what I would. You know, sitting around eating chips, eating popcorn, or whatever junk food you want to think of. But like getting up in the mornings, it was mainly eggs sometimes i'd have a steak or hamburger for breakfast yes when i was doing the carnivore diet that and i i I went with every cut of meat too it's fish it was pork chops steak hamburger meat whatever bacon and i felt great never felt down on energy or anything you ever do flank steaks yes there's not any cut of steak that i won't eat there's some I like better than others, but I mean, they, if you cook them right, they're all pretty good. I, the last one I got, I think I over, I'm pretty sure that I overcooked it the first time because I put it in the cast iron skillet. I seared it on both sides. It cooked way faster than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. I guess because it's thinner. Like, it's it like is. it's thinner. It's thicker it's, in the it, middle. It has but like less a, fat than like a, sure. like a ribeye in New York strip. So I thought that I had might have messed it up because it was really tough, but I put it in the refrigerator for two days, let it sit, take it back out, resear it. Amazing. Yeah. It's very tender. Well, too, with, with steak, the proper way to do it is to let it get at room temperature. And Don't then, let it be cold. Then cook it and then kind of let it set before you do it. Do you salt now, your have steaks? have I done that? Yes. Beforehand? Like- yes. Big salt guy. And sometimes afterwards, too. Yeah. But because there's especially if it's ribeyes, there's so much fat in there. You need that salt for that. But for to me, kind of help break it down. Mm-hmm, but for steak, salt and pepper is all I need, and fresh garlic with mm-hmm. some butter if you want to baste it. But other than that, that's all you need. Like if I see somebody eating a steak with steak sauce and all that, it's just like I'm know. not a fan of steak sauce, but I don't mind a little hot sauce yeah. like on the side just for a little. A little kick, yeah. but you know, don't drown it in it. No. Well, you can't because it's hot sauce. You'll be. Yeah, I'm a big, big hot sauce guy anyway. You've been to Pepper Place. I have not. Mall. You should. Night ago. There's, there's been very. It, here's my thing. I, I don't care if it's hot. Like it can be. It can make me sweat, turn red, whatever. If it's got flavor, I'm down. But when I eat something that's just pure hot and there's nothing behind it, what's the point? So you're not a one-chip challenge guy? I've done it. Wasn't that bad. We like went and bought the milk and all that. Uh, or did I buy ice cream? Three of us done it at work. You probably bought ice cream. I think I did. But none of us that done it even had to use the milk or the ice cream. Like, maybe we got a bad one. Maybe it wouldn't. I would probably have to use the milk. Like, I like spicy stuff, but. Yeah. Once you get past a habanero for me, it kind of tends to. I like. Uh, I gotta have a little help. Like beef jerky, this ghost pepper stuff like that. No, I like it. Nope. Habanero is my ceiling. Uh, I've had Carolina Reaper. Nope. Jerky, it's not bad. Now the mango habanero from um, Buffalo Wild Wings. That sauce, love it. I can't but, eat there anymore. Me and Eli went to the one in Hoover. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. The wings were bad. Salt everywhere, like. everywhere is expensive now, though. 
I, yeah, true. But like me and Whitney went to Outback. It made both of us sick. So normally, yeah. like if one if one or the other will try something new, and it'll be like, oh. Me and Whitney went to Outback. I got two beers. She got two drinks. We got an appetizer, and I got pasta, and I don't remember what she got. Two hundred dollars. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, you're going to expect that. And then we went to Papado's for our anniversary this year, and it was good food too. But then same same thing, and didn't even get a drink. Have you been to Texas Day Brazil? No, I've not. You should. So it's I, worth it. Well, I had flank steak there, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna make that at home. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. No, it's just, it's, it's very good. That's the deal where they just come they, around, cut the meat off for you. You just raise your hand. They just keep bringing it around. Yeah, they'll bring that. different cuts around every. 10 minutes maybe yeah Whitney Whitney won't even eat a steak when we go anywhere I guess because we've been together so long and she likes her steak cooked at a certain temp and like how she likes it and it took me a while to get there because she like she'll finally do medium but she used to be well done like Ugh. medium rare is as far as I'm going bro like what's the cowboy way Knock the horns off, wipe, wipe his, his crusty ass. old ass, and slap it right down there on, on the plate, plate, brother. That's the way you do it. Anything, anything more, you're wasting a good piece of meat. Hannah showed me how to properly cook a steak in a cast iron skillet, and I won't, I won't eat a steak from anywhere else unless me or her make it's, it. It's really good in a cast. Like I remember the first time I was gonna do it, I was like, you know what, this ain't gonna be like putting it over an open fire. No, well, way I was always leery about. But it was great. cleaning the cast iron, but like it's super, it's so easy. Let me tell you, a guy at work just showed me this. There's a guy, and I'm it had to be on TikTok. Like I say, I don't have it, but the guy was showing me. This dude took a grinder and put it. This thing looked like a mirror, the cast iron skillet when mm-hmm. it got finished with it. You pour water, no matter what it is in there, flakes off. Wash it, just it goes right out. Mm-hmm. I got three or four of them in there, and I'm so tempted to get that and try it because he's like, once you get all that off, and the way he explained it makes sense. It's smooth, mm-hmm. solid, steel. There's nothing that it can touch, but whenever it's got that. Well, that's why you see iron. all these old ones that are like at a thrift store or something, yeah. and they're all bumpy and rid- you know they got ridges. They started out like that. That's probably fifty years worth of cooking on that thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I watched a video where a guy took the he took a lodge cast iron and took that, it took it down to the way. metal and then uh, seasoned it himself. And I was like, like I don't I, know, I don't know if I want to get into that. The lodges that I bought, I mean, it would be they clean really well. Yeah. It's like, I even put a little soap in there. I mean, don't let it soak, but like if you've got some stuff in there, it's kind what of what do hard. you season yours with? I keep olive oil in mine at all times now i won't cook with the olive oil like i wipe it out but like once i wash it put it out like i just drizzle I'm, olive oil yeah while while the pan is still warm and just coat it i'm a bacon fat guy but that's good it is that's what i season you want to have uh, a blackstone with you want to have a skillet off sure i'll bring my we get to eat food at the end of the that's day right. so yeah i'm down for it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll put butter, like you said. I'll use a probably like half a garlic clove. Yeah. Smash it, throw it in there. You See, get some thyme. I don't mess with the thyme. I don't. I don't like the flavor. 
Morris Day would be so disappointed in you. He's very disappointed in me. <laughs> um, sear it on for two minutes on each side. Hannah puts hers in the oven. To get like, it done on the on inside? like 450, but yeah. the last one I did, I just continually flipped it. Mm. And then that got it to the right spot in the metal. Yeah. Skip the oven. Sometimes I'll cover it. Mm-hmm. I've I've done I've done it that way too. Still, my my favorite way to eat a steak is is on the grill because I like the char marks. I like to get that little bit of a crust on it. Little crispy bits. Yeah. So it's soft and tender on the inside, and then you get that crunch from the salt and the pepper where it's cooked. It's yeah, it's good. I got a deer tenderloin from Will, and I'm about to slap in the cast iron skillet. Either tonight or tomorrow. I love those cooked on smoker. Butterfly it and stuff it or whatever you want and then tie it back up. And My buddy Josh showed me how to cook it. and He does his in the cast iron skillet and then the oven. He used wine mm-hmm. with his, yeah. Kosher salt and wine. Mm-hmm. Just, it's good. It melts. I'm just like, dang. Yeah. Actually, the uh, one of the owners of where I'm working now, he's going on a uh, elk hunt. And me and the guy that work in parts was like, hey, if you kill one, you get some meat, you want to try it. I'm interested in trying like a an elk steak, mm-hmm. like a big chunk, but I went to Son of the Butcher in Pepper Place downtown. Mm-hmm. So not the Pepper Place at the mall that sells peppers, but like Pepper Place Market. Yeah. Um, and got some ground elk and some ground bison. And I wasn't super impressed with the ground elk. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but like my yeah. expectations were so up here. I was like, "This is going to be the greatest hamburger meat ever made," and it was not. It was just like, "Huh." Eh. Yeah, but it was tender, and I feel like it's... Well, for me, like I've I've had bison burgers and stuff, but for me, bison I love. Yeah, but I like a fatty burger. Like I don't want a lean burger. Like when you're I'm, not going to like this ground elk then. Yeah, exactly. I won't. I want grease and stuff coming. I don't want it like overflowing out of it, but I want that little bit. Cause that, that's what I expect from a burger when I bite into it. The you got the bun toasted and then whatever you put on top of it. When you bite into that burger, I want it to be juicy. Mm-hmm. No, for the overall experience or taste well, of it. Going back to the food pyramid thing, you know, you're only supposed to have one serving of fat a day, and you know that's bullshit. It's what kind of fat. So the the premise that the steak needs to be leaner to be healthier. No, get the fat. Let it marble. And- what, well, you you got to look at it. What's the number one choice of, of a steak? Cut a steak. I don't so know. Ribeye. Yeah, that one. And it's got more fat on it than a T-bone and a New York strip and all that. It's just a good piece of meat. Why do they leave the handle on the tomahawk? I've seen a lot of those pop up where they'll do like a, Somebody's yeah. doing a bunch of steaks, but they leave the bone. That yeah, long. I, I, is that I just aesthetics? Probably. I, I don't. I've never really heard or read of any reasoning why. Just makes it look cool. We we've done a couple of tomahawks here. Uh, me and Whitney's done it twice, and I've done it for her Granddad. Uh, you know, he just went through those treatments or whatever, mm-hmm. beat his cancer, and when you get to the end of that, I'm getting you a tomahawk and cook it for you. And, he ate the whole damn thing. You talking about Sly? Yeah. But I I guess too. Uh, is that bone, is it like, I don't know how the, the correct way to ask this question. Is the bone whole or has it been split? 
Like, is there still marrow in it? Then do you fuck with bone marrow? I do. And honestly, I don't know, to be to be completely honest. I would think it's been split because it's so thin. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think more or less the reason they cut them that way, and especially for restaurants or competitions, they wrap them up with tinfoil, butcher paper, whatever. That way when they cook it, it looks clean. All that is the way you present it. So, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a great piece of meat and all that, but the money you're going to spend on it, I think you're just buy it. you're spending the money for the name, the tomahawk steak. You're going to spend 40 bucks, 30, 40 for one piece of meat when I can go. Like I bought. That was the reason I asked you about the flank steak earlier. Yeah. So I got, you know, I don't know how many pounds it was. But it was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And it was $8 at the pig. I know. Eight bucks versus not that I don't. Love Mr. P steaks and their fillets, but if I were to feed, if we did a family steak night for Mr. P's, I'm gonna spend probably $105 on steaks. Two flank steaks will literally feed everybody for almost a week. I love flank steak for tacos and the the taste is better to me. Yeah. Which I mean, I put a shit ton of salt on it before I cook it. Well, most of the time, if you ever go to a Mexican restaurant and you're getting steak tacos or flank steak, you're getting flank steak. And they they will take theirs and tenderize it and beat it down kind of thin. Mm-hmm. And then they cook it really hot. And I think that helps theirs to be. Cause yeah, I definitely don't know how to cook it correctly the first time. But the system I've got now where I cook it and then throw it in the fridge for a day or two. You know, put, yeah. the, put the stuff from the skillet back in, the, you know, the juice or whatever, mm-hmm. mild globe and whatever. Put that back in the bowl and let it sit in it. Then resear it, you know, on a griddle or something. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, with anything Taste. anything cooking-wise, it's all trial and error, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Man, I know when I started, because I love the barbecue, when I started years ago, I know whatever it was I cooked back then ain't nothing to where it is now. No. You know? 90% of the good things that I make now are because of Hannah. Mm. Except for macaroni and cheese. I'm pretty good at cooking that either. That's because uh, carbs and cheese was like your main go-to. Well, the as secret a kid. ingredient to making good macaroni and cheese is adding more cheese. True. And you, I'll use. You make your own roux and everything when you do your. She or, does. Or? I'm not. I usually I fuck that up each time I try to do it. Like I don't understand why we have to add flour. It just, thickens. Just, I know, but you can add more cheese and melt that, and that's super thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I my mac I like creamy mac and cheese. I don't like some of the like you ever see the people that that'll make their mac and cheese and then they throw the shredded on it and put it in the oven and all that and it's like hard on top. No, that's just get a little crispy that, on top. That, it doesn't that, have that, to be. That's that's a fucking macaroni casserole to me. That's not mac and cheese. Well, I kind of grew up on that. That's the way it was I, I made. Did, in I my- did too, and I still eat it to this day. But like. For me, if I'm... It's almost like it's a different thing. It is. Like, that is a noodle casserole, if you will. And then there's, like, mac and cheese. Like, Kraft mac and cheese. Or that style. Yeah. Oh, Kraft mac and cheese is, like, one of my guilty pleasures. I like Annie's. I don't guess the I know. Little, So, it's the same size box as Kraft, but it's got the little bunny on it. Never seen it. You've never seen Annie's. No. So, they make... I'm a... Ve- it was Velveeta and cheese... No, or shells no. and cheese or either Kraft. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. You got to get the Annie's four cheese 
I'll try it. Mac and cheese. It's in a red box. Mm-hmm. I'll try it. And me and Eli usually make two. We'll make two boxes at one time. And then we'll put a little cayenne in that we'll, you know, I like sp- it. slip some in there. Yeah. You, know, you don't know it's hot until you're halfway through the bowl. You're like, it's like, is this hot? It's like, yeah, I put a little, a little extra in it. <laughs> so, I made the biggest mess to date in my remodeled kitchen. I bought, a, I guess it was a leg bone, thigh bone from some of the butcher, and I was going to get the bone marrow out. Disastrous. Didn't know how to cook it. Didn't know how to get the marrow out of the bone. Didn't have a. Apparently, you have to use a bone saw. Yeah, you have to cut it and down, I, down the yeah. middle and just lay them out flat. I thought that it was just going to slide no, out after you no. cook it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Doesn't work that way. So now I just I just buy bone broth. Not a bad choice. So where are you at uh, music wise these days? What's the what's the The new choice, or what is the current flavor of the month or year? Um, time-wise, I don't have a lot of time to play. I think I'd, I'm still pretty technically proficient, but it's just time. But yeah, it's still Telecasters and two amps. Gotcha. What about what you're listening to? Still kind of all over the place? All over the place, same way it's ever been. Um, when we were younger, we were like, ah, oh, we're going to continue to listen. We're not going to be those old guys who stop listening to new music after we turn 35. That was a fucking lie. Um, but I do try to look for new stuff, but it's harder, and I don't know if it's me being judgmental. Yeah. You know, as Ben Crawford put it, you know, that phrase um but it's hard for me to find new stuff that i like whether it be it's a different style and i don't understand it but so yeah i mean i'm just listening to the same old shit yeah i do like billy strings yeah kind of hard not to i like his stuff um there's some newer stuff like i pretty much let rap go i just it's become like a new age disco kind of thing for me. It's just all about a hook and just. I think the term is uh, gold school. Okay. Like not old school, but like the the '90s stuff that we live. Like that's just not the. Yeah. It. That is not the status quo anymore, or the, or the go-to. There's not very. I don't know very many rock. People. I don't think there's an R and B aspect to rap anymore, like they're used to. Like. Not really. I mean, there's not very many R&B acts out there anymore that's real. Well, there is, but not on a certain level to where it's hard to. So, yeah, I mean, I will agree and disagree with you there. There's probably a lot of stuff out there, but sifting through all the bullshit to find it takes time. Like, you know, there's probably a, a guy right now that just released an EP on Spotify. That's probably a fucking banger, but, you know, it's not getting the traction through yeah, because al- it's not through the algorithm it, or who the stream like it's not getting the traction that it deserves because it doesn't fit the current success model for successful music. Yeah. Well, I kind of hope that's going to eventually go away. There's been some signs of it for me, like with certain artists, like 
There's certain artists nowadays that I feel like would have never been around in the early 2000s or in the 90s. They would have been songwriters. Yeah. There's no way they would have put their money into marketing and putting their face on billboards. Going back to, like, what we were talking about before we got on here, like, with Jelly Roll, I've known who he is for a long time, and I've knew some of his stuff, but he wouldn't have got marketed years ago. No. There's no way. Heavyweight or heavy set guy, you know, tattoos everywhere and just unless he was a rapper but yeah. he, you know now that he's transitioning to what he's doing and he's actually you know you're at the cmas and in country music yeah that wouldn't happen in the 90s or early 2000s i did not see post malone and brad paisley do, <laughs> doing that i did not see that coming i like to be arrogant and think i know everything there is to know about music but that, that didn't see that one coming i was like Damn, he can fucking play guitar too. Yeah, and pretty damn good at it. Yeah. What was talking that about post or you to well, or both? Uh, yeah, both. Both, but yeah, yeah post. You know, you don't see that coming. I think that show was. Well, I think Norman's hit, Norm's rare guitars that shop. Yeah, where yeah, he goes in those. there and he's like, you know, he's holding it like he's a fucking space alien. You know, he's like, oh, that looks pretty cool. He's got it sideways looking. I was like, has this man ever seen a guitar? Yeah. In real life, and then he sits down and plays. I was like, oh shit, I guess I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's an interesting guy, man. Didn't he play? A, he played a Bob Dylan song there, didn't he? I, Wasn't that what he was playing in that? Maybe I can't. Re- I remember watching it, but I don't remember what he played. I guess. Why that, that was sticks the first out time in my I mind ever is not only can he play, but like, you know, he's playing a Bob Dylan song. I was like, from his looks, and I'm not going to say his generation because I'm not going to lump everybody into that, but like, I would not expect him to be a, a Bob Dylan fan. Yeah. Well, that's one Enough of the, to know how to play his music. Yeah. For people his age and, and our age also, like, we had so much stuff to take in to where like, you know, our parents and grandparents only had a certain amount of stuff. Well, mine and your 20s were spent making burn CDs because we yeah. were trying to listen to everything and see what all was out there. Yeah, and so now there's so much stuff to get uh, inspiration from. You can go that far back. You can come forward. There's there's so much stuff to take forward. Somebody's now. made the argument that Spotify is bad because it's instant gratification, but... Growing up where you had to draw, you know, the amount of resources you had to spend, you know, working at your entry level job, you know, back in, you know, when you were 20 yeah. to expend the resources to go buy this album, get the gas, go to drive to wherever. Yeah, but not everybody has. No, I'm saying it's it's a good thing that Spotify, that yeah. is readily available. Me and DJ, this is when we were at. West Alabama, we drove all the way to Meridian, Mississippi for a fucking Steve Earle CD. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Copperhead Road. You, you damn right. <laughs> He's like, I've never heard that. I was like, What did you just say to me? You've never heard? Because you know he thinks he's from he thinks he's you know country boy. Yeah. At the time he did. And I was like, No, 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 no. Get in the car. So you know we're driving an hour and a half to some strip mall in Meridian. Flip, just, flipping through the do, the five dollar bin, in a Sam Goodies or somewhere. No, well, or an Oz Music. I don't remember what this place was called in Mississippi, but we should have been so fortunate as to have a Oz Music in Livingston, but we did not. We had a Walmart. Oh God, 
Isn't it weird to go in Walmart and Target and other places now and just see nothing but vinyl records? It makes me happy. Uh, I I like it too. It's impractical. I mean, I have I've got a fair amount of vinyl that I listen to at home, but it's hard to tell which direction the future is going to go, especially with AI. Not from a society standpoint, but for just from music production. Yeah. But the fact that there are still people making physical music that you have to put your hands on to listen to, it makes me happy. I like it. Yeah, I agree. It's weird, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, I like Of all the things it. you could have brought back from the past. That's a good point. Vinyl records? Sure. I'm for it. I like having it at the touch of my hand, too, though. Mainly because you remember back in the day, some some album that's been promoted for months, you know you go in the store... There's a shot you're gonna walk in there and they're all gone, and you gotta wait till you get off work to go mm-hmm. get the CD or whatever. Now, oh, it comes out June seventeenth. That night, when I wake up the next morning, bam, there it is. I'm listening to that all week. I guess you know? the analogy I'm trying to make is like Blockbuster. I miss Blockbuster. Like streaming is good for searching for music to listen to, but like it's bad. Because it takes away the joy, the physical aspect of, yeah, standing around on a Friday night. Oh, that, that's some of my favorite childhood memories is going to the video Trying to store. pick out what shitty fucking movie we're going to watch for the next yeah. three days. <laughs> and just hoping it's there. Yeah. Like the last two times you went, it wasn't on the shelf. It's like, damn, they didn't have all seven copies of King Kong like they said they did. Exactly. Shit. Then you get to go by the where the candy and the popcorn and all the other shit is. And then you find out which one of your friends did get the last copy, and then you have to decide: like, Do we really want to go over there? Yeah, to their wa- house. Yeah, to their watch that. As you know, they don't have pizza. Yeah, it's pretty cool that there's still one of them hanging around too. What blockbuster? Yeah, yeah. Where is, where is it? Is, is it in Oregon? Oregon, Arizona, somewhere. Somewhere. Out. They done a documentary on. I it, watched it. I thought that she was cool. makes more money off her T-shirts than Reynolds, right? In that which, because she's yeah. got merch that she does. Mm-hmm. It's like remember when Blockbuster remembers when you know that kind of shit. Yeah. What about the Flash? What do you think? It got good reviews. I hope that guy gets himself straightened out because he's a good actor, but he's a fucking nutball man. He is that, but he. They say this is the best DC movie. Is so got, far. I mean, other probably, got a lot better probably, than Shazam too, or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Eli said he turned it off after 15 minutes, and if my 12 year old turns it off, I fell asleep watching it in the living room, in and out, and I was like, hmm. But surely they didn't include the uh, the Nolan trilogy for Batman in that. I intentionally have not DC. looked because if Christian Bale is in it, I want to be surprised. Same. I'm like, like, I've intentionally, I've stayed. They keep saying there's a big I'm, don't, cameo, and it, don't, be, it better be him. Don't give me any, I don't want to know any context clues. Well, see. No. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you clues. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you this. Like, watching the trailers, I've broken, like, trying to slow them down and pause on stuff. Frame by frame. Yeah. That kind of shit. Some of the stuff that Batfleck was driving didn't look like. His shit. It looked like shit that was Stop. in the- See, that's context clothes. Are you saying he's in the, the Rambler? What is it? The Rambler? I what is it called? Does it come in black? What? what? I can't believe it. And yes, Mr. Wayne, it does come in black. 
No, I'm excited. No, I'm. Is he your? Is he your Batman or is it Keaton? No, it's fucking what's his name? Kevin Conroy. Oh, the, okay. the guy you're, go, the, you're going the, comic. Yes, the Animated. guy that did the voice for yeah. Batman the Animated Series. I think Ben Affleck is the closest. That chin, dude. Yeah, that chin. I think I'll still stand by my original statement. I think Michael Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne, and I think Christian Bell is probably the most realistic interpretation of Batman. Just as a whole? Just as a whole, character. yes, as yeah. a character. Mythologic, mythologically? Ben Affleck. Yeah. Real, I, realistic I, I really in, hate we didn't get a movie with him by himself. He was too busy getting dragon tattoos on his back, right? Or something. What? Didn't he go off the deep end there for a minute? I don't know. He's uh, he's deep in Jennifer Lopez right now. I don't even go on. I don't even watch meet news media about anything. I'm just like, is the movie out yet? No. I'm you know, I didn't realize Transformers come out this weekend till this morning. Somebody said that it was it was pretty good. Really? Uh, I think the. I feel like it wasn't promoted much, though. Maybe I'm just not paying attention the way I used to. I can't. I can't cut on. I say the TV. Yeah, I have a TV in my house, but like we don't have cable or anything. All our stuff is streaming, but like I don't get on the computer to look at. Well, now now it's almost you don't don't know if it's promoted or not because I haven't been looking. Well, you almost don't need to watch trailers anymore because they give up some of the best scenes in the movies. No. Somebody said that um, we think that's like a current issue. What? But like the trailer giving away too much. But I went back and watched the trailer for T2. Had they not told you that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the good guy in this one, that would have been an amazing um, curveball in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the only movie that's ever... Well, I don't know. Probably the best sequel out of any... Well, for sure. Trailers but, but yeah, trailers give way too much. Yeah. I, I really don't know how to feel about this new Ninja Turtles. I'm kind of... I'm going I'm to sit that one out for later judgment. I'm, I'm going to go watch it. I mean... I, I will argue... I'm ha- I was I was uh, kind of half and half on it. I'm happy to see it animated just because that's how it got started. But so you're saying T two is better than the Terminator? Yes. You think that's widely accepted? Yes. Do you think Top Gun Maverick is better than Top Gun? The sequel is way better than it has any right to be for sure. But do you think it's better? No. Wow, really? Not for me. Really, really good. Great. And usually when they wait this long, the sequel's usually not any you good. Gr- do you think it's as good as? Yes. Okay. And the only reason I don't give it more than the first one is just, I don't know, probably the nostalgia of the first one, just the music and all that. Like, to me, I don't think any genre of movies or year was when it comes to the music and how they relate to the movie was better than the 80s. The only... I'll say this. this I felt like the stakes were higher in the first one because that was like right at the... When the year did that come out? Was that 80s or like no, right no, at... It like, was 80s. 86, 7? 
the Berl- the Berlin Wall fell in eighty nine. Was that still a war propaganda movie? I believe it's, it's, so. Yeah. So, like, the states, like, you're mildly convinced that, Top like... Top Gun was 86. Okay, so that was before the Soviet Union fell. Um, so, yeah, those states were pretty high, because that was the height of Cold War tension. Not the height, but, like... Yeah. You know, it was right there in the thick of it. And, I don't think they could have found anybody like, better to play Goose's son than Miles Teller. I thought he knocked it out of the park. And the new one is just, like, these guys have a base. We have to blow it up. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like... Yeah. Like... It was really good, though. I could see him doing another one now just because of the money part. But I think Miles Teller, he's probably one of my favorite I, younger I, actors. He, he's good. Like, that movie Whiplash where he was a drummer, great fucking movie. That's my favorite thing to like. If I'm going to fucking doom scroll on my phone or, like, time waste, yeah, I'm going to watch clips of that or... Of Whiplash? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was great. And what's what's the other uh, J.K. Simmons? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah, he's he's fucking good too. He is. He the, was intense as shit in that movie. I like the ending where he's like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like, and he keeps playing. He's like, I will. "Yeah." And then like you know, he brings the J.K. Simmons around, and like I don't know, it's a good hill turn. It was. It was. It was a really good movie. I think J.K. Simmons. I don't think they could find anybody better to play J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Man than him. No, he was so good. Who's your Spider-Man out of the movies? Historically, none of them have impressed me. I like Garfield, man. I, I Hannah made me watch those. I was him numb. in the costume and his his body language and just how he acted was He's too more, old, man. Well, yeah, he was, but I think what's his name? Current? What's his? Tom Holland. Yes, I like Tom Holland because like he's not dumb but he's an idiot like he's super smart but, but to, like socially interacting with other people he's an idiot and that was always kind of the spider-man at least from the 90s the comics that i bought at the grocery store yeah that like don't well see if, i was a big the 90s animated show if he's out superheroing movie. you know he's yeah. top tier but his social life and it's like he's either it's in shambles or he's just an idiot yeah, and I and I'm not calling Tom Holland an idiot. He's just naive. He like he plays a very good naive Peter Parker. Well, the thing the thing for me with him when he done Uncharted, I thought the movie was pretty good, but that I felt movie like was he way was, better than I thought. It was I still be. thought he was playing the same character that he plays in Spider Man. That's fine. Nathan Drake's a bit of a yeah, but think about for in, for him as an actor, you're gonna have to reach out. So like you're gonna become the Rock, and I love the Rock. But he plays the same fucking guy in every movie. I thought it was pretty funny in Jumanji where he was playing an introvert. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, he was good, but that's the same guy who played in Central Intelligence. Gosh, I don't think I've seen that other than like when it came out. It was funny. Is he the bad guy? No, he's the bad guy and Get Smart. He's the agent yeah, that yeah. turns out to be. I did not like that. I do not like The Rock as a bad guy. I'd like to see him as a bad guy in certain stuff. Did you oh, like Black Adam? I did like Black, Black Adam. Adam was good. I did too. It I got thought, it got shit on. I thought Pierce Bronson was the best part of the movie. They couldn't have picked a better person to play Doctor Fate. Yeah, but uh, me and my sister overall, Black Adam was pretty good to me. I don't know what happened. I almost think DC shit like wanted that movie to take it on purpose so mm-hmm. they can get rid of Cavill and do a hard reset. Yes, I wouldn't I doubt did. it. Uh, me and Claudia just. 
I mean, I was already grown, you know, she's a teenager, but like we spent a lot of time watching the animated Justice League mm-hmm. when I'd be home for the holidays or something, or we both would be home. And I don't think they could have picked anybody better to play Dr. Fate. Um, the Rock's playing another comic book character, too. Um, shit. Do you see Bloodsport? Bloodsport. Uh, that that proves my point. We only had to have a conversation. You're talking about, about the that. cheap remakes they did? No. No, what is that guy's name? Not Bloodsport. Talking about Bloodshot? Yeah. With Vin Diesel? Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Is that Mirage? If Vin Diesel isn't uh, Fast and Furious or Riddick, it really ain't going nowhere. That's right. I mean, I love the Riddick movies. Even And even, I've watched all the Fast movies. The latest one with Jason Momoa, hands down, he's the best part of the fucking movie. Well, I think that's the problem is the person that's not the main cast is the best part of the movie. Well... Well, I mean, with it, you see what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But in like, this if I'm one, going to watch a Vin Diesel or a Riddick movie, I'm going to watch it because of Riddick. Yeah. You know, he's. But spoiler alert, Fast. Not going to watch it, so you're not bothering me. Oh uh, well, it was good. But Jason Momoa is all about him. Well, he's got a rattlesnake skin jacket. Of course, it is. Yeah. You and don't get to wear one of those unless he's it's got all about purple, you. Purple, you know, purple car and purple suit. Is Bloodsport? Is that Mirage? Hmm. Not Bloodsport. Bloodshot? Bloodshot. What about it? Their their parent company or that comic company. Is that Mirage? I don't I don't know. It's not Image. I, I, ne- I never knew about Bloodshot until it became a movie. There's a, a handful of comics. One of them was, I think, Exo Man of War. It was mm-hmm. basically the knockoff Iron Man for them. Uh, that run was pretty good, but I never got into Bloodshot. Yeah, I, it. I did make Hannah watch Hard Target. <laughs> I watched that not long ago myself. You should be more careful when you show your wallet. You know what's funny is when you hear, oh, Doc Savage, that's who The Rock's playing, by the way. I am for it. Yeah, me too. But when you, like everybody that watches watched all those Van Damme movies back in the day and they're like his accent, that's actually not his accent. That's him trying to sound American. Because when you see him in interviews, he sounds nothing like that. Like, that's him trying to have an American accent. Like, that's him when Tom Hardy's always doing the, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And every That's, that, that's his American. American. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love Tom Hardy, but I, I hate seeing some of his roles when he's doing that voice. It's like, I don't, I find it interesting. Like, I'm not, it depends. Most on of the, the time, role. I'm not watching movies for realism, I'm watching it for a little bit of escapism. So, like, if this guy's like, oh, rah. Well he, well, he was great as Bane. No, I think it adds a little texture to the character. I don't think anyone else could have had that big of a breakout role as a heel after, or a villain after seeing Heath Ledger do that. Is that you? Maybe. Let me take five. Only take five. I think that's you because it was. Hold it down. I right, don't hold it down. It's done. Mm. Maybe somebody's breaking into my car. Take the Kia. Don't take the truck. You can take the Kia. I don't really want it. But all right, now repeat what you just said. He'll turn what? 
I don't think anybody could have made an impression like Tom Hardy did as a villain after Heath Ledger oh, in taking the movie over before. At, yeah. following that. Oh, for sure. He done a great job following it because I mean that was a one in a lifetime. When you said heel, everybody always forgets that he was like an underrated Star Trek villain. Yeah. That made that I thought made the movie better long after TNG, the next generation was dead and gone. Should have yeah. been dead and gone. I, dude, I can still remember this day when they said Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker, and my immediate reaction was, "This is going to be fucking terrible." How well, wrong was I? Well, that's why I don't think we needed a Joker movie. Like, no, not knocking the movie. I haven't seen it. I don't really want to watch it. With but Phoenix, like, yeah, it wasn't bad. But the Dark Knight—that's not a Batman movie. Yes, yeah, that's the a, that's a Joker movie, and Batman's in it. Yeah. Like you can. I'll stand by that. He he was fucking great. If you dude. end up on t-shirts at Walmart, like mm-hmm. you've made an, a a cultural impact. Like the <laughs> If you're over there with the Crush and the Coca-Cola shirts, right, on if, the shelf. If the t-shirt from the movie is at Walmart, but it's not the title of the movie on the t-shirt, mm-hmm. you've that's your movie. That's not Batman's movie. And think of how long ago that's been and still every Halloween somebody's dressed up like Yes. That. I wonder. I wonder how good he would have been if he was still around. Like, what type of stuff? He are we getting be. a new Bad Boys? Did I see that? Yes. Yes, you are. What's I still the, haven't watched the other one yet. You haven't watched Bad Boys for Life. I have not. Or do you want some spoilers? I, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings any. They didn't have to do the captain like that. Okay. Was it the same captain from the first uh-huh, one? Uh-huh. They brought him back. Uh huh. <laughs> Take me to the wife. <laughs> No, that's Martin Lawrence. No, I know that, but I, they were at the captain's he house. He opens the door. He's like, what the fuck do you want? Now, when he's walking like, upstairs and Will Smith's like, oh, shit. shit. We, got, uh, fuck, we, got, we got fucking video. Just, <laughs> if you look right here. Oh, I love it. Do you think all that shit was staged, or do you think he really is a... What, when he slapped Chris Rock? Yeah. I think Will Smith's got some issues. So you don't think that was just an attention grab? You think he was really no, trying to show uh, out? Him, him, and Chris Rock's had back and forth for a long time, anyway. So, I don't care for Chris Rock's comedy. I don't care for his delivery. But that latest special he did was it was fucking funny. <laughs> He's like, "Did it hurt? Hell yeah, it, it hurt. hurt. I still hear summertime in my head." He goes, "You don't see me playing movies with my shirt off." That should tell you all you need to know. He said, this man played Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I think Will's just... I don't know, man. That dude's been in show business since he was, what, early teens? And he's married to a crazy-ass woman? I think Men in Black, too, is better than Men in Black. I would agree with that. I was actually... On On the topic of things that are better than the original... No, it was you the other day. That's oh, how I got boy. brought up. You was like, yeah, you'd be like, you, you should love getting flushed. Oh, you're talking about be with like, Danny? Flush me, Jay. <laughs> I'd be like, nah. And I remember just sitting there going, I know that fucking, I know that, but where is it from? Tucker, yeah. if Tucker, if you ever listen to this, shout out. Um, 
him and his buddy Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris is a psychiatrist, and there was a, they've got a running joke because they would go go to the bar and get beer, and like Tucker would buy Chris's beer to shrink him at the bar. He'd be like, "Yeah, shrink me, Chris, shrink me." <laughs> What's something something else that would be better than the first one, a sequel? A lot of people said Spider Man Two would totally Empire McGuire. Strikes Back. See, I, I, I'm I'm not as big into that to know. I think at this point in your life, you can acknowledge that the Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope in Star Wars. I don't I don't remember what the movies what they were about. I've watched spaceships. It. That's I what know. it's about, and laser swords. I know. Did you know that George Lucas wanted to call it a laser sword? No, I didn't. The not. people that produced the movie were like, we're not calling it that, George. And like, George Hill's script. It's like, I wrote it down right here. Luke pulls out his father's laser so, sword, and they're like, can we please call it something other than a laser sword? So they, come up with lightsaber. They finally agreed on lightsaber. I don't know who came up with it, but it sounds think cool. about what the movies would have been. It's like, this was your father's laser sword. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> You can trust me on that one. Empire Strikes Back's better than. I take your word for it. You a Mandalorian fan? Uh somewhat. I like the. Uh, I like the format of the show. Who would have thought John Favreau would end up being what he is right now? I don't think that was ever in question. Because didn't didn't he do Iron Man one and two? He did, yeah. But like before that, all he was was just in like chick flick comedies playing the goofy muscled guy. And look where he is now. John Favreau was a muscle guy? I, th- I thought he was yeah. the guy that plays Happy? Yes. The fat dude? You've never seen the replacements? He was the linebacker that always killed the quarterback. When Who's he in the replacements? To? John I Favreau. He was the cop. You've seen the replacements, right? The football no. movie? You don't Keanu Reeves? Football. Orlando Jones? Is Gene that the one where he lives in the boat? Yes. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, but, Orlando Jones is sitting there talking to the guy that was in prison. He's like, I wish I would see a cop. I'll fuck a cop up right now. And John Fabra sat beside him and goes, I'm a cop. Yeah. Well, well you know, <laughs> it, uh, look over there. Cookies. I, uh, I forget you're not as big in the sports. Mm-mm. Are you a John Wick fan? More or less. I like the first two. I think they're getting a little... I like the fact that they don't get too ambitious. Like, it's just... The movie knows what it is. It doesn't try to be something that it's not. Yeah, it's just... It's just fighting. Like, don't just... Get, you can give me a little bit of plot, a little bit of mythology, but, like, make sure that choreography is fucking tight. Have you seen Schwarzenegger's got a new uh, show on Netflix? Where he's the CIA guy. Oh, my God. Panel's bitching about that. He, he's funny. But have you seen when you see a seventy-five-year-old jumping from jeep to jeep, beating people up? It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, though. And I don't give a shit. He's the most qualified to do that shit. Well, when you see him working out in the gym with Michael Heron and all these people, he's got diabetic socks on. And he's barely able Has to he got stand. Diabetic socks on. Yes. Are we there? Damn. Yes, we're there. I hate that shit. Well, he's in his seventies, bro. Fuck. I know, but it's still like the way my back is. I might be in a fucking scooter or a rascal by the time I get to be seventy. Unless Elon Musk gets I just don't like all these 80s action heroes get old. 
Like they're I'm, all there now. I'm bro. going to see the new Expendables. Is this four or five? Oh fuck! It looks terrible. I'm, I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, they, that we're not watching it for the plot. I know that, but we're watching it for the stupid ass one liners. But there's nobody in it. Fifty cents in it. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm really yeah. Are you excited now? <laughs> Please let him get shot nine times in the movie and live. Ten is what I read. <laughs> I mean, he's a big dude and he, he fits the, you know, the role of it, but I don't know. Well, everything is done by a formula these days, any sort of entertainment production, and to just have a bunch of guys that historically are not the best actors. Yeah. It's like, let's all get in a room. You dress up like army guys. Everybody get your favorite one-liners. Get them ready. Practice them. Well, and know, then they just start rolling the camera. Like, that adds a sense of... It's it's like now, like Marvel movies, for example. Mm-hmm. Here's the plot. Everything's important. Here's this prepackaged movie product for you to enjoy. Now watch it and like it and go buy the merchandise. Yeah. And here's a bunch of unhinged production doing unintentionally funny shit. That it's getting released in theaters. Like I'm for it. So, so we're talking action movies and action heroes. Schwarzenegger or Stallone, better career. Better career or personal favorite. Both. I'll let you think on it. Younger, I was a Schwarzenegger fan, but over time, I'm a Stallone guy. I think Stallone. Rocky Four mm-hmm. was Ivan Drago, correct? Better than the first Rocky. Sure, another one. It's not a sequel. It's so it they, is, they both but hold, they both hold the title of having their movie franchise upping the original. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what kind of dollars the Rocky movies generated. I do. But, I do have a fairly good memory too. Rambo and Rocky. I know, but I would say that no. No. What? I would say that First Blood dramatically is the better movie. Because that that was a real thing that vets face coming home. Like the so Rambo one. Oh, it's better I, than it, the first one. Or second one, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. like Rambo Rambo three is my favorite. Yeah. But I think First Blood is hands down the better. Like, should just let the man get a sandwich and go home. Yeah, for sure. Now all your shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of dollars Dollar didn't make Rambo. I don't know what I kind did. of dollars those movies generated. I know. I don't. Base I know Terminator Two was a big fuck. You said successful. No, that was I said one, bigger career. Successful. No. I mean, you don't. You don't think that's generating more money? No. You think that factors in? No. Then I don't know. Because when you look... I think Terminator 2 was a huge deal when it came out. It was. Like, Still is. There were more Terminator 2 toys than there were Rambo toys. I'll put it that way. Agreed. Like, But here's the thing. I'll, I'll break it down like this. Prince and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson probably generated more money, but Prince was a better artist. I hands down think Prince is a better artist. So... That that's how I compare it. Like Stallone wrote most of his shit, helped direct, and 
I think he Stallone's does. probably got his hands on the wheel a little more. Yeah. For sure. He's got a show now with his family. And seeing him sit down with Al Pacino and Dolph Lundgren, and it was some other actor, I don't remember. I was like, just to sit at that fucking table mm-hmm. and to listen to that mm-hmm. would be fucking awesome. And Al Pacino's over there like, hey, I need you to help me. Uh, how do you send photos through your text message and all that? And I'm like, really? He's one of those type guys? Like fucking Scarface can't send a picture text? Well, so we've got Wi-Fi at work. I've got Verizon. I don't normally have 5G down here, but like I've got plenty of bars. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out how to send a text message or a picture through text message. It'll go, like if I send you a meme on IG, mm-hmm. instantaneous. If I send a through text it'll take five minutes to go through i'm like what am i doing wrong well it does that anywhere no matter what service you have does i it? feel like yeah like there, there's sometimes like if i can record a video or something it's gonna send through messenger or something on facebook way like better quality and everything than through a text message i don't know why it works that what's way. what was his show where he's the who stallone his new show where he's the mobster oh tulsa king was fucking great was it that's a yes like, is that a tyler sheridan Taylor, Taylor, Tyler, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden. We have lost cabin pressure. (laughs) Uh, He should have played a role like that a long time ago. That's a movie where the trailer did not give everything away. What? A rarity. Fight Club. Because we watched it without knowing that it was the same guy. Yeah. You know, I was 14 whenever it came out. 14, Who, who directed that movie? Who was Chuck Palahniuk wrote the book, and he writes some <laughs> fucked up shit. But okay. I have no idea who directed the movie. I don't know of any notable works. That, that was such sense. an original concept. Idea. Yeah, yes. concept and idea. I'm just glad they didn't fuck it up in the trailer. Edward Norton's really fucking good, mm-hmm. too. Like, I know a lot of people talk about Brad Pitt when it comes to that movie, but like... To no, me, they're both... No, Edward Norton. Has Edward Norton leaps and bounds, and yeah, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad as an Pitt's actor. playing a good character, like he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing. But like, yeah, whenever Edward Norton figures out it's the same guy, he's like, you know, what? He's, he's usually everybody's pick as the Hulk too. I like him as I don't like his Hulk, but I like his Bruce Banner. Really? Yeah, I never watched his. It's there's a lot of subplot, romantic subplot going on in mm-hmm. that movie with uh, is it Liv Tyler? I don't know, because, like I said, I didn't see it. I, I don't know why. I never Because that's where they got uh, William Hurt was Thunderbolt Ross in that movie mm-hmm. or first, and then they carried it over to. Do you think Marvel is going to keep their momentum moving no, forward? No, they're done. I, I don't either. I can't, I I can't see it. Hold. Not unless they. Um, I don't know. I mean, they've got a good business dynamic, and they've got tons of source material to draw from. But that new Thor was fucking terrible. It was too goofy, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. I mean, it was funny, and I got to laugh at mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it was way like Ragnarok. Right there is where you stop with. I it. really wanted Better Ray Bill, mm-hmm. Horse Thor, or whatever you want to call him. I that's what I really want. Like the Thor corpse, like three of them bumbling around, like. The whole Greek god subplot, I didn't need any of that. I, I did not need Russell yeah. Crowe in that movie. Didn't oh, need any of that. Oh, my God. Like, that was 30 minutes of the movie wasted. Like, you could have been, you could have had him. Are you a Russell Crowe fan? Occasionally. American, American Gangster is a great movie. Yeah, but it really. The, the end of it watch, was. You watched that for Denzel, not Russell. I think he's a good foil. 
I don't always watch it for the for the character. I like to watch it for the not necessarily the adversary, but like yeah. the co-star who's intentionally cast to be the opposite of whoever the main character is. My favorite so Russell Crowe would be Beautiful Mind. That's a good movie. You know what that I will, is? I will, yes, I know it is, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I will say that I'm not a huge fan of Gladiator. Never seen it. If we're going for swords and sandals or whatever, Troy, hands down. Oh, yeah, the Troy like, was a great. Which I can't compare because I never watched Gladiator. I've watched Gladiator. I've, you know what? I've never made it through it. Yeah. That's how much I don't care about it. Part, part of the reason I never watched it is because, like I say, I'm not really that big of a Russell Crowe fan, so that was part of it. And then at that time when that stuff was coming out, I – I don't know how old I was. It was one you running this running around sixteen, you know, mm-hmm. driving and shit. So I wasn't really sitting down to watch movies much then, unless it was whatever Something that we cared about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Troy or Heat comes on, Heat's a I'm, great. I'm done for the rest of the day. Heat is a great fucking movie. Not answering any phone calls. Not taking any text yeah. messages. Um. One one of my guilty pleasures, dude, and it's such a. I get a lot of hate for this, probably, but it's such a fucking terrible movie. But I don't know why. I always watch it's Roadhouse. It's so fucking corny, and it's just. I don't think that's. But every time I see it on, it's like. Yes, like I want to see one of the the most popular scenes before I turn it off. Somebody gave King Kong versus Godzilla the new one. Mm-hmm. A bad review saying that it was unrealistic or not. I was like, I'm watching a movie about a giant fucking monkey fighting a dinosaur. I did not come to the theater for high drama. <laughs> I think the same concept applies to Roadhouse. This is a movie about bar fighting. If you want to watch Schindler's List, that's the theater neck. That's right there. Yeah. We're in here to laugh and have fun. So I don't like the whole it being a guilty pleasure. Like I don't I don't like that statement inherently, but like why should you feel guilty about it? I, I don't know. Save the world from the commas down there, son. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's on though, I gotta turn it on. Tombstone's another one too. Take my favorite point break. I love point break too. I'm not watching this movie for Keanu Reeves' extraordinary acting ability. We're fucking surfing, bro. Rob some banks like Utah. Give me two. Exactly. I'm watching that movie for Gary Busey. That was before he went off the rails too. Like right before it too. I think when he has he not always been off the rails. Yes, but that motorcycle wreck fucked him up. That's right. It took all of his. I don't know. Whatever it did to him, he had no filter and just could not fucking keep it together. And he was really good in Under Siege. To play off your question earlier about Stallone versus. Schwarzenegger? Mm-hmm. Not versus, but like two contemporaries in the same genre. You know, they operate in the same world, you mm-hmm. know, as far as movies. Tombstone versus Wyatt Earp. Hands down, Tombstone. Yeah. I cannot. To me, Tombstone is Val, Kilmer, Val Kilmer's best work. For sure. I mean, What's, that, um, that made me a Val Kilmer fan for life. That one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and me, you know, I mean, you know me. I've seen every western that's ever been. Filmed Are you before. a John Wayne guy or Clint Eastwood? Eastwood? Yeah, Clint Eastwood. There you go. Same. I do like uh, the, uh, True Grit. 
I like John Wayne in his more realistic roles. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I like the remake like of Trigger It. I thought I it like was good with Jeff Daniels. They did good. Um, I don't like the hoity-toity. Have you seen where he's down for a, a Big Lebowski 2? They need to go ahead and do it. Is John Goodman still alive or has he passed? Oh, yeah. He's, he's still, still alive. alive. He's yes. skinny as shit, though, for him. But, well, yeah. They need to put Walter in the nursing home with the IV bag, and there you got it. He's going through, <laughs> you know, whatever. No, uh, Wyatt Earp is almost unwatchable. And not Are you talking about the Wyatt Earp with a uh, Kevin Costner yeah. and Dennis Quaid? I think it is. Rand- I've Randy's only... the weird one, right? Yeah, Randy's Uncle Okay, this Eddie. is Dennis Quaid as Doc Holliday, and it's just so bleak. I mean, I know that life back then was not like it is on the movies, but again, I'm not watching cowboy movies for realism. But Tombstone lineup, you got Kurt yes. Russell, Val Kilmer, Bill Paxton, and Sam Elliott. What? And Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. There's so many. Uh, uh, did you know that he was not supposed to have Billy those Zane? lines? Who? Billy Bob Thornton. I did not. They ad libbed that. that. And so the, the the story goes that Kurt Russell ghost directed that movie, mm-hmm. that George B. Cosmatos was just attached as a producer. It says directed by George. Yeah. But Kurt Russell is actually the one calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And that Billy Bob Thornton didn't have any lines, and he ad libbed all that. And Kurt Russell went along, and played with it, and goes, You know what? We're going to keep that in there. Can you believe he's in his 70s? Kurt? It makes me sad. He looks good for seventies, though. I mean, he really does. He's got a hell of a beard. He's always have a hell of a beard. I forget that he's got a oh, he's got those, a mountain man those, beard in the those thing. Santa Claus movies that he done on Netflix are fucking hilarious. I haven't watched them. Yeah, it's, it's great. You and Eli <laughs> should watch them come Christmas. It's great. Yeah, they're all they're all there, man. All the guys from the eighties. I mean, Van Damme's the youngest one, and he's. I think he's 60 now. Um, so who's the replacement? Who's the replacement action cast? There's not. I mean, two of them are in Top Gun. Who? Miles Teller and, and uh, Glenn Powell? Yeah. Like, they're, like they're versatile enough. They can do action movies, but they can actually act. So I would put those into my... I guess what I'm saying is if you put Miles Teller and Glenn Powell in a... Western act, in yeah. a western, it would work. It, it would work. Yeah, it would work. Denzel's a damn good cowboy. He was. Yeah, was it? What was Magnificent that? Seven? Yes, that was a good movie. I almost watched that the other night because it was on Prime. One of them. I was slipping through, and you know, it just shows you like a scene or two from it before you click on it. And I was, and I looked at the time. I was like, Nah, I better not. It's, I'll be up to one o'clock watching this shit. Plot wise, it's not my favorite. Like. The the bad guy, I don't see him having a lot of motivations for what he's doing. Like, there's not oil in the town. There's not gold. It's not a mining town. He's like, I'm gonna harass these thirty motherfuckers right here. Yeah. But that lineup with Chris Pratt, Denzel, what is the Mexican guy's name? He's a really good actor. He's in that movie with Tom Hanks, where Tom Hanks is the HOA guy. It just came out. Mm. It's the community trying to keep the real estate company from buying the property. Oh, The Man Called Otto? Yes. That was a good yes, movie. Yes, that was a damn good movie. Tom Hanks is great, though. Um, You know the bumbling idiot? Yeah, I can't think of his name. Well, I'm saying, like, the the Latin lady that Tom Hanks is. Yes. Her husband, that's the me- the Mexican guy from yeah. Magnificent Seven, just without yeah. his mustache. I was like, there he is. I like him. He's funny. 
You know the He's bad like, guy in that movie, his brother's playing uh, uh-huh. in the Crow remake. One of the Skarsgård. There's a bunch of those guys. Yeah, the one that was in uh, True Blood, the the one that played Tarzan, that's yes. a big motherfucker, man. Yes. Like, He's big. Now, their He-Man. dad is the doctor from Thor, right? Stellan Skarsgård? Or is I, that think, a, I think you're are right. They, are they all related or am I just... I think so, yeah. There's a bunch of them. Because the one playing the crow is the baby brother, I think. He's the youngest. Billy, I think is his name. Bill Skarsgård. That's mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. he's Pennywise. One. Yes. Is that not the guy that was in Magnificent Seven? No, that's no. The, the... Okay, so there's usually three of them. He is the... It's him, the one that played Tarzan, and then the one in Magnificent Seven is the older than those two. But there's... One, maybe two more. There's a bunch of them. Damn, he's been busy. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> and, you know, and making decent movies. Did you watch Dune? Are you a, no, are you a Spice uh, guy? Is that the one that uh, Batista was in? Yes. Yeah. Hey, that him, man, him. by you, the way. You took it. You beat me to it. By far is the best wrestler turn actor. For sure. I mean, he's he is really good. surprisingly good in serious roles. Like, when he was in Blade Runner, I was like, because I thought he was going to be in it longer than he was. I was like, oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. But, you know, he's just in the opening scene. But, like, that's completely believable. Like, he's multifaceted. He can do, like, serious stuff, and he can play that character that he played in uh, one of the Riddick movies. I forgot he yeah, was in like, that yeah, last you movie. Why don't we fucking cut him loose? That guy. But he's good. Yeah, he, he's really good. It's such a shame, too, because most of the time when people hit their prime in Hollywood, they're in their mid-40s to early 50s. How old is he? Batista's 53. But he's been in Hollywood for a while, though, so when did he? Well, when he got his breakthrough, it was the first Guardians movie. I mean, he had been in some other stuff, but that's where, like he said, that that role changed his life. Like he was Mm -hmm. broke and all that stuff, you know, but that's when he got his big break. So he was probably in his 40s. But I mean, you look at everybody, like Tom Hardy coming to his prime or like, you know, getting his big roles in his 40s. Oh, for sure, because that Star Trek movie bombed. It was terrible. So did Vin Diesel. So did Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Wesley Snipes, all all them guys. I mean, not Babylon. Jay, Jason Statham when he came around, he was in his late thirties, early the Transporters. 40s. What was um? I wasn't a huge fan of those either. Like my favorite standalone movie of his is a Homefront with him and James Franco. I tried to watch that. I watched Wrath of Man not long ago. The the guy Ritchie movie he did. Yeah, he has no one liners in that, right? Or is it does he doesn't talk? He doesn't talk a lot, and yeah. I, it just it wasn't. He's got to be a smart ass for me to get into it. What's the mechanic? That was really good. Yeah. Killer Elite. Well, the mechanic was good too because Ben Foster is very underrated. Yes, he is a great, great actor. Oh, to answer your question, yes, I'm a Russell Crowe fan because he he was the bad guy in Three Ten to Yuma, who Ben Foster is also in, and he is severely that's, underrated in that, that movie. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's What's the other? Um, okay. So for we're for making our new lineup, Glenn Powell, uh, Miles Teller. What's the guy who plays Discount 
Val Kilmer in the Logan movie. He was in the new Predator movie. He was he was the main character. Blonde haired guy. I don't know. He's real good at playing a southern draw, like really good. He was in Logan? Yeah, he was a bad guy. He was the guy with the funky metal arm or whatever and the glasses. Oh. Like he was like doing his best Val Kilmer Doc Holiday impression the entire movie and it was great. I don't I don't You know who I'm talking about though. Yes, right? Yeah. I don't, don't I don't know the name though. See, this is where I gotta get get the pop, podcast popular and get me a fucking Jamie over here to look this shit That's up right. instead of us pulling out our phones, but I think Michael B. Jordan's probably your only black action yep. star. Sure. I mean, for real. There's no way. We lost Chadwick. Oh, man. What a fucking talent he was. Dude, his his James Brown movie, like, everybody talks about Black Panther, and yeah, it was great, and it done all this shit, but him and playing James Brown was fucking phenomenal. Like, nobody else could have pulled that off. It was from the accents and the mannerisms to the dancing. That that motherfucker was good. Was, I feel the same way about Black Panther as I do about The Dark Knight. That's a Michael B. Jordan movie. Yes. Like. Well, I mean, even was, when that come out, so many people. What was his? Uh, Killmonger. Killmonger. Eric Killmonger. That's what so many people talked about. Yes. Like, he's that's the main star of the movie. Hands but down. that that scene when he comes back though, you know, and the fucking ship crashes and he's walking up there and he's like, "I never yielded," and as uh, you can see, I am not that. That's such a cool fucking scene. But Michael B. Jordan's a good actor. Uh, those Creed movies are way better than they have any right to be. Like, uh. They've all been good, but nothing tops that first one. That first one was fucking good. Like Stallone, like passing the franchise torch, if you will, mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. He did. I don't. I don't know any other younger action stars right now, man. They. Just... I, I, I used action, but I mean versatile. Now versatile, there's a, there's a, a lot of them out there. I feel like Miles. I, I'm a big Miles Teller fan, though, even from his. The first time I seen him in a movie was when they'd done the uh, Footloose remake. He looked just like Drew Murphy. That's who he acted I like in the fucking that movie. Do <laughs> you remember seeing that? No, I, I didn't see the Footloose remake, but like I, now that I've made that connection, just watch, I can't. Just watch fucking uh, <laughs> scenes from it on YouTube. That's fucking Drew Murphy all day in that movie. Um, who's... N- I mean, the guy that plays, what's his name? Ezra Miller. He's a great fucking actor if he get his shit together. That's what I'm saying. The Flash guy, he's a certified nutcase. Like, I think if I made it, well, you know, not that I have any aspirations to act because I don't like Spotlight, but like if I made it as an actor and I was like, here's, here's one bag of fuck you money. We've got another one coming when you finish the Flash. Here's another bag of fuck you money. I think the last thing on my list of things to do, if I'm going to just like, Start a weed farm in the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm not going go to go kidnap some kids. Yeah, I'm not going to go to Hawaii and follow this couple home and rob them at gunpoint that I met at the bar. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what that cat's got going on. I'm going to buy like 14 GoPros and fly them into the volcano. Like that's what I'm going to do. Like, Did y'all see this shit? Like I'm not going. Did you watch the newer, uh, the new newest Ghostbuster? Yeah. Afterlife. How yeah. Did you... It was good. Yeah, I liked it too. 
I didn't hate the all girl one, but like, no, my wife loves Whitney loves that fucking movie. I don't like it, but I don't dislike it. I think Chris Hemsworth playing funny people is him, underrated. Him and the blind girl from Mad TV or uh, not Mad TV, uh, Saturday Night Live was oh, the best part um, of that fucking movie. The lady that gets abducted by aliens all the time on SNL. Yes. <laughs> The one that played Carol Baskins in yes. that movie they made on Peacock. Oh, my God. But, yeah. He's like, are you really eating a sandwich? And they take the sandwich and throw it, and somebody throws it back at Chris Hemsworth in the movie. Have you seen that movie with her and what's the – Zach Galifianakis? Oh, the- my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one where they uh, rob the – Yes, and they get married. <laughs> and they take those pictures. <laughs> Yes. It's so painful because, like, I've seen pictures like that in photo albums at, like, people's houses, like, when I was younger. I'm like, huh. I was like, y'all did that? Y'all dressed like that on purpose? When they all had the windbreakers on in the pictures? (laughs) Say what you will. If I found a windbreaker jumpsuit, I'd still wear it. Like, if I had a zip-up. You know, we were almost, a couple years ago, we are going to throw, like, a 90s throwback get together party or whatever you want to call it here and i looked at all kinds of shit like that on amazon it's like i'm all definitely right. getting one of these most important question of the podcast would you still wear snap-off pants if they came back the you're talking about like the, the track suit yes not the not the just the track pants but the ones the party boy pants probably not i was never a fan of them Dude, for like three months in high school, that was like, that was it. You remember the pants that, and you have that zipped bo- off and turned into shorts? I still have those. <laughs> I have I have bike jackets that the sleeves zip out of. <laughs> so yeah, no, never went anywhere. <laughs> you remember, uh, what was the big leg pants that everybody wore? Jinko jeans. Jinko jeans. I had one pair of those and... I had two or three. And I tried to wear them, but I just, functionally, I couldn't get with it. I was like, yeah, these look cool for the time, I guess. Well, but, you know how I am. I was a sneakerhead as a kid. Still kind of am a little bit. Like, but, was? Yeah. It, it covered my fucking shoes, bro. That's like having a car and you can't see the rims. Shit ain't working. Get so out you, of here. So you're going tight roll. So if we're bringing back track pants, they got to be tight at the bottom so you can show the shoes off. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. I'll accept that. I, I, I have an Adidas jumpsuit right now. The black and white. Yep, black with the white stripes. I, was, I have I one. I think I've got a track jacket somewhere. Not that I could fit in it because I was like 30 pounds thinner then. I was like 180 then. I'm like 225 now. Oh, you poor thing. I was 180 in fourth grade. Yeah. Eli is like a foot taller than all his friends. It's hilarious. Now, how old is he now? 13? 12. 12. Okay. I was close. We all went and got ice cream. So, like, ice cream place is like a mile, mile and a half from the house. So, we actually could have walked. Where'd you go? Bluff Park Ice Cream. Mm. We drive drive over there. Mm -hmm. And we just start picking up his friends they just jump in the back of the truck there's people screaming don't ride in the back of the truck I was like we're just going right there and they all get out at Bluff Park Ice Cream and they're all like 
they chirp like birds. And then there's Eli. I was like, hey. I'm like, I'm like somebody's lying to me. It's like either, because all y'all can't be 12. Either you're 15 and you've been lying to me, or they're like eight. Like, yeah. We, I've got a picture of it. They're like, he may not be a foot taller than them, but like he's physically just like he's a bigger, bigger person kid. than them. Yeah. Like they're all. And I don't, I'm not saying that they're underdeveloped or whatever, but like his, all his classes like that, they're all still running around chirping and squeaking. And he's like, Hey, can we some, get ice cream? Yeah. Some kids just mature a lot faster than others. I mean, it's like, uh, when we were in junior high, seventh and eighth grade, Drew was like the same height as Justin. Then when we got to, think it was our sophomore year motherfucker shows up taller than me i'm like what the what how did this happen you know i'm pretty sure i hit six foot in seventh grade i mean but i was like a straw though I Man, was you were always tall though as just, far as i can remember yeah i'm just saying i think i hit that pretty early but like i didn't put on any mass until i was halfway through my 20s yeah i would agree with that mm-hmm. you were always kind of real skinny but rail then, thin like yeah. if Look at you back then to now. It's like, hmm, been hitting the weight some guy? Well, I should have been riding bikes back then because it's way more aerodynamic. Because I was thin. Yeah, but would you really want to be that thin again? If I was racing, yes. If I'm walking around, no. No. Okay, then. Mm -mm. Now, you'd rather be Stallone right now than fucking Lance Armstrong. I don't hate Lance. I don't either. I, no. That's going to get in a whole nother debate, but it's a good thing we're not famous because we probably fucking we'd probably get some hate. But like, I think there's a lot of performance enhancement. I'm just going to leave it at that in cycling. And no, the a way lot of, he can, the way is. he conducted himself after he got caught that was shitty. But like to say that. He didn't earn all those titles when everybody else was doing the same shit that exactly. he was doing. Exactly. That is bullshit. Well, here's the thing. I know people, normal, everyday people walking around that just like to work out that do steroids. Those motherfuckers don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-mm. You know? No, no, he has a... They don't hit a fucking baseball like Barry Bonds. Do you ever listen no. to those... How do you say his last name? Peter starts with an A. Atia. Mm-mm. He's on Rogan all the time. He's I, a, I, I, he's I a know the nutritional name. physiologist type guy. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about lactate thresholds. And Lance's is like, say a normal person is like 85. That's your lactate threshold. Yeah. Fucking Armstrong's is like 140. Yeah, like, really? Yes. Like he just, A, he processes lactate faster. And B, he can go hard for so much longer before he reaches that point to where yeah. like, if you're running that you have to stop. Do you know who Dean Carnassus is? Mm-mm. He's an ultra marathoner and <clears throat> his, apparently his body does not produce lactate in the same way that ours does. Mm-hmm. So this guy, I don't know if he's still doing it, but like around the two thousands and 2010s, he was running like, I don't I don't want to like over exaggerate it, but like at minimum he was doing a marathon a day. He was running twenty six miles a day. Oh, so and he's consist- like a David Goggins Cameron yes, Haynes. Consistently, guy. but like would run, you know, a hundred and fifty mile run a couple mm-hmm. times a week. 
Yeah. And then 26 milers in between that. Like his body just did not produce lactate or it processed it so much more quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you said, there's plenty of people that are on them, but there's not plenty of Schwarzeneggers. No, there's not. I mean, that's like, a, like you know, one of my favorite sports is mixed martial arts and watching UFC. Michael Bisbing, when he was in his prime, or probably, and still to this day, I would assume, like his resting heart rate was way better than anybody else's. And he that was his biggest thing. He could go all day. And people just break down because they couldn't keep up with what he was doing. But for him, it was normal. It's- DJ, if you listen to this, shout out. He, his, I'm not going to say problem, but he's real big into keto. Mm-hmm. And it's fine for short-term gains, but yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. But his resting heart rate is, like, super low. Yeah. Like, it's, like, weird low. Like, especially when, like, when he was cycling a lot, like, he was, his endurance was really good. Like, because, like, yeah. walking around, his heart rate is, like, 39. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my, my resting heart rate is probably 70s or 80s, just because I'm. High strong. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely. That just goes back, man. It's genetics. People just built different. Like every time you say that, I think about that dude that cracked the egg in his yeah. in his bicep. Did you say that? It was like a thing. Well, you look back whenever we used to work out all the time as a group. Like genetically, JJ could go fucking drink beer every fucking day and eat whatever he wanted, but he was fucking ripped. shredded when he got finished working out. All right. Y'all could sit there and work out, you know, for months and not pick up the amount of weight that I could pick yeah, up. Yeah, And got, I didn't even fucking do anything. Yeah. It's just I was built that way. Mm-hmm. No, I, you could put on the mass way easier than I could. Like, I was really good at staying lean. Yeah. I was good at lean. Mass. JJ was just all around just freak. Yeah. But, and I was just naturally strong for whatever reason. I think my body's issue back in the day was, like, if I was doing cardio – not getting any muscle mass. Like I would have to do one or the other. Cause if I worked out and then did cardio, I'm just going to whatever muscle mass. You, yeah. yeah I just burned it. I'll burn it off. Yeah. We're just so on. hindsight. That's real good for endurance later in life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm good on the bicycle. Like I suck, but yeah. you know, one, one thing for me that I've noticed in, in over time and even getting older if i eat shit i'm gonna gain my weight and feel like shit but Hands like if down. I, if i do right like i'm supposed to take in a lot of protein and you know some fiber and all that my body reacts really well to it and i can just get exactly where i need to be but pretty much if i'm not disciplined or whatever it is i'm doing my body's gonna react to it one way or another the days of chugging beers after workouts are long gone. Like, I can see a clear, like, if I've had plenty of fiber probiotics, like, if my diet's tight, like, it is a extremely noticeable difference in how my bicycle rides go versus if I just, uh, I'll just have this uh, spinach and cheese pizza for dinner. A slice. I'm just going to have a slice of pizza. And what we do is Eli eats half and I eat half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then I wake up the next day. I try to go right. I was like, just not feeling it, man. I was like, hmm. I wonder why. Because yeah. you've had the FDA's allotted serving of eleven servings of carbs for the day. 
Yeah, you definitely don't rebound like you did in your 20s. But that's life. It is life. And that's what I was saying earlier. I'm trying to go into 40 as healthy and as prepared as possible because I don't want to do any kind of sliding down the the health hill. Like. You're you're on a, you're on your way for it. You'll be fine, man. And you've always done. Even when you ate junk, or when you do, you're not eating the worst thing in the world. Like yours is pizza, and you're you don't go off the rails like some people. I will say that cutting beer out mm-hmm. has made a huge difference. Like I mean, I'll have. I like my mezcal. Yeah. But. Like IPAs. Which everybody hates, you know, it's fun to hate them because it tastes like shit, but I like them. But, like, cut those out, because each mm. can of that is like a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not talking from a weight standpoint. It's like you were talking about earlier about inflammation. That is the biggest factor mm. in just overall day-to-day health is maintaining your body's natural inf- inflammation levels. Yeah. Are you still on the, do you still do the uh, CBD? Mm-hmm. I do. What are you doing? Uh, it's pure can, uh, pure canna. I think is how it's pronounced. Is it uh, full? full Delta spectrum? eights. I can't. I can't do it. I don't like to. I don't like to fly. I'm just trying to chill. No. Nah, <laughs> well, the Your first hesitation the, the, speaks the, volumes. Nah, the first time I took it, you know, it has it on there. Take a half one. I'm thinking, I'm fine. So the first time I took it, I'm sitting in there. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm, this I, is way more than the I got other, a, I other got a stuff. hilarious story that has to be told so, off record so I'm sitting there going don't look weird don't yeah, it's weird. just don't me and Whitney weird. laying down watching TV in the bed and I'm like you know, sure is a long show yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know when you get drunk or you're so buzzed to where if you have to get up and do something your mind's telling you what to do so you don't fuck up <laughs> so I'm like grab the remote Two channels up is where I want to be at. Lay it back where it was. Like, or should I go back? Will, then, she, will she notice if I go back? What if I flip the channels yeah, too fast? And then she looks at me and goes, are you okay? I was like, I'm yeah. fine. I'm good. <laughs> the next day, like not long after that, I'm asleep. She goes, that gummy messed you up, didn't it? I was like, it did. <laughs> but now I, I'm just used to them and they're, they're fine. Mm-mm, I can't do them. I got, we got some to help with some. Anxiety issues at our house. Yeah, she took that, like, that's she why took I like use a them. quarter of one, and she's sitting in the chair. I was on the couch. She's she's like, "Whoo!" <laughs> Just full Ric Flair. I was like, "Yeah." I told so when we were at Black Tie. I told when the guy was talking to you. I was like, "That's that's that may be a little strong <laughs> for for your size." I was like, "The ones that say natural and relaxed is usually what I go for. If it's got a triangle on it." Get away no, from no, it. No, no, not for me. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you that that Delta Eight story off. You've told off me. Pod. You've yeah. told me before. Yeah. I know what story you're talking about. But I was like, I was like, I take this all the time. Give me the whole thing. I'd much rather try and take that than try and take Xanax or any type of. Oh, uh, you know, fuck no. That type of stuff, man. All the stories you hear, like people that try and get off of them, and. Yeah, it, no, I'm not going that route. I'll my I'll exercise. I'll listen to music. I'll do this before I put anything like that to work on my anxiety or anything. No, I take Floyd's. It's 
they're out of Leadville, Colorado. They do their full spectrum mm-hmm. gels. And um, their problem, not a problem, but so I went into it. I was like, give me the 100s. And I took two of those. I was like, this is entirely too much. I was like, <laughs> it's like I kept touching my face. Like I wasn't super, I wasn't like out there, but I was like, like I just kept touching my face. I was like, why am I doing this? It's like I wasn't really like, I'm just like, this is. It almost made Couldn't me like feel your face. Like t- it was yes, it was almost like I was teen, like it was a nine volt battery kind of deal. But it wasn't like burning. It was just like I can't do this. So step it back. You take a fifty. You're like okay, like I can feel my body relax. Mm-hmm. Head's fine. And then sometimes I'll take two, and it'll be like oh I'm super relaxed. I was like but well, this is still okay. And then you'll get a bag that has a different concentration, but they don't tell you that because it's not metered or analyzed. They just, you know, take the extract, put it in gel cap, let it ride. You'll yeah. take two fifties and you'll be like, I'm not okay. Like I'll be downstairs looking for like LaCroix. <laughs> She'd be like, are you Send okay? Help. be like, are you okay? It's like, I'm fine. You know? I think it's like, what do you know what flavor you want? Yeah. You going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you spent three minutes, Looking at the fucking water in the fridge, I was like, I'm literally just trying to relax. But as far as topical injuries, the lower back and the hip, I guess we've come full circle. Mm-hmm. I've got some Mary's Nutritionals. It's basically icy hot with full spectrum CB to a THC in it. Yeah, I've used some of that stuff. But like, you, I can't get it to the target point on your back or my hip. Like, if I've tweaked my knee. Or something, you rub it on your knee. Put it like a not a compression. I think it's sleeve. one of those points where it can't like where it's going on your skin or where it's at. It's not actually going that deep or no. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if it's a tendon in my kneecap that is pissed off for whatever reason, like you know the skin between your epidermis and your kneecap. You, we're talking millimeters, I guess, or you know, very well under an inch. Yeah, and like. It hits it, absorbs it right then and there. Put a mm-hmm. compression sleeve on it, good to go after a day. But, like, put it on your lower back. And it helps a little, but it just does not get all the way in there. Yeah. I could say that. Well, man, we're coming up. Are we on the hour, two-hour mark? Yeah, we're on a two-hour mark. So we're going to cut this one off, and we'll definitely sit down and do it again. But I appreciate it's, you coming it's down. It's been here. real, and it's been fun. And real fun. We'll do it again. And you need some time to still ride today. Eh, we'll be good. All right. Thanks a lot. You're welcome.